This is the Doctor. President-elect of the High Council of Time Lords. I am definitely a madman with a box. Anyone for Jelly, baby? I'm the Doctor. I'm 904 years old. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Castabras. Hey, hey fans, welcome to the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary. And my name's Adam. And we're at episode 77. I hope you guys have had a great week. We've got some uh, some great news items to go through this morning and a pretty cool review this week. Yeah. One of the uh, lesser spoken David Tennant stories. Yeah, but overlooked. Yeah. We seem to like the overlooked ones. Yeah, I'll be intrigued to see if you think this is overlooked for the right reasons or the wrong reasons, though. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Mm. The, uh, the infamous Big Blue Box podcast stamp of approval... <laughs> or the, uh, or the uh, kicking out of the back door into the into the bin. Into the bin, yeah. Yeah. So, what have you been up to, buddy? Anything cool? What have I been up to? Um, since we last spoke, um, well, I went to see the Dad's Army movie last oh, did weekend. You? Oh, okay. Yeah. Any good? Um, it's mildly amusing. Oh. <laughs> um, no, it's the uh, thing is, I love the original series, and um, I think it's very hard to. You know, as soon as these films get announced, it's very hard to to sort of recreate that. They do a decent enough job. The cast are great in it. It's an amazing cast, but I, yeah, it wasn't. It it could have been a lot better. I felt in the you know, given a sharper script, it would have been brilliant. But it was all right. It was an easy watch. It was a nice Sunday afternoon film. Oh, okay. Um. So yeah, watch that. And um, in terms of who, uh, I haven't actually been watching much um since we last spoke. Uh, apart from the review app, um, I was up in London yesterday. Uh, so I did my usual sort of three-shop stop, if you like. Um, it was a bit of a disaster, actually, because I, I started off at the stamp centre. Um, this oh, is yeah. my yep. usual little route. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have anything that I wanted, so I left there quite quickly. And then I normally go up to the cinema store, which is sort of five minutes up the road, and it had closed. No. I got there, and um, it was all boarded up. And I, and the cinema store, just uh, for the benefit of the listeners, is... Um, it's a bit of a sort of knick-knack shop, isn't it? So it, mm-hmm. it's always getting, every time I go in, it's got loads of little, a lot of it's sort of second-hand, so you often get like the little Titan figures that people have got dupes of. and So it, it, you never know what you're going to get in there. I've picked up loads of figures from them over the years and, and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I was a bit gutted. And I, the weird thing is, um, a few months ago, I, I did go to that store and I thought it had closed because uh, it's in this strange sort of side building. And, uh, and then realised that actually I was looking at the wrong store and it was still there. <laughs> so it was really weird yesterday. I sort of stood there for a good couple of minutes just looking, thinking, I am looking at the right place, aren't I? This definitely has shut this time. But um, no, sadly it has. It was just, oh. all, it was just all boarded up. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think they've gone anywhere else because there was no sign saying we've moved or anything. So it looks like they've gone. Oh, no. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I left there and then I went to my third shop, which is always FP, Forbidden Planet. And, um, yes, uh, interesting experience. I know we've <laughs> said before about we, the, the staff in there. Um, the guy that served me yesterday, I think, takes the biscuit for the most miserable, rude member of staff I've had. Oh, no. Uh, it, it was unbelievable, mate. I, I Basically, I, there was something in the cabinet I wanted. And um, he was like, oh, I've got to get the key then. 
And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Was like, oh. And he was like slothed, you know, it was all hunched over and miserable. And oh. And I said, um, it didn't even ask if, it, I said, oh, I'm looking at possibly getting this. And uh, it was the, the 10th Doctor. You know, these maxi busts, they're like busts of the figures. Yes. Yep. So they've got this sort of like a half body, isn't it? They haven't got any legs or like a, mm-hmm. a bust. Um, so they got the 10th Doctor one in there, which I haven't seen for a while. And I've started to sort of collect these things. I've got the 11th Doctor and the 4th. So, yeah, they didn't have one on the shelf. So we had to get the one out of the cabinet, which was just apparently too much effort for him. And he was really grumpy about it. Anyway, I got it, got it. And he sort of boxed it up without even showing me because I just wanted to look at it, see what it was like. But before mm. I knew it, it was behind the counter waiting for me. And um, so, yeah, I got that and I did actually buy it. I tried to get a bit discount because it was display, but they were having none of it. So uh, so I bought it. And it's really good. It looks really nice next to my 11th Doctor one. So I've got the two now, which is pretty good. Nice. nice. Uh, but apart from that, mate, I haven't really been been up to that much. Just um, I've been trying not to spend too much money. So that was a bit of a treat yesterday. Yeah, cool. That's a shame about the um, cinema store. It is a shame, yeah, because yeah. I love that little shop. Because when we went to... Um, when was it? Was it the festival in November last year? Uh, you and I went on that little trek, didn't we? Went to stamp. Went to the uh, stamp, stamp shop, stamp store, stamp center. Yeah, sci-fi stamp center. collector stamp center. Yeah. And then we went over to cinema store, and it's a really cool little walk around as well because we stopped for. A, it was like a real geek afternoon, wasn't it? Yeah, they were my three little sort of shop stops. I always yeah. do the same three because they're they're close together, and it's a nice little walk through. Covent Garden and stuff, mm-hmm. and yeah, so it's a bit of a shame to see they've well, they finally gone. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but you've been doing a bit of shopping, I see, on our Facebook page. You've been getting a few pickups lately. Yes, I did have a few pickups. So we um, mm. just by coincidence, or we happened to be travelling through East London again last weekend, um, and obviously, travelling through East London, you cannot stop. You, you're sorry, you cannot stop uh, at the Who shop. So um. Uh, the, the the my better half was like uh, ten minutes. Go on, you got you got ten minutes because parking's a nightmare anyway. So we found this spot luckily, and uh, yeah, so I picked up a few bits in there. I got the um, I got this really cool coaster that matches that really cool mug. Everything's really cool again, obviously. Yeah, very um, cool. <laughs> so the the mug that I picked up, you know, the big uh, like comic book style one. Is it the Tardis one? Yeah, and then I've got yeah, yeah. so I got the coaster that matches. So that's awesome. Matching um, mug and coaster. Nice. Got another mug as well. The, I think you've got it, the fourth Doctor, Tom Baker mug. Oh, yes, I know, yeah. Yeah, with a quote on the back with the jelly baby. Uh, and I got the big, uh, picked up an old big finish as well. Um, oh. Not, not actually, is it that old? Um, it's a McCoy one, You Are the Doctor. I don't think it's too old, but... What's it called? You Are the Doctor? You Are the Doctor, yeah. Can't think of that one. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah, because I think normally the markup on their stuff is not is not amazing. Mm. Um, uh, it's called, yeah, You Are the Doctor and Other Stories. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, I'm Sophie one. Aldred as well. So looking forward to that. I did have a little mm, little bit of a a bit of an off experience in there. Oh, no, you as well. Yes. Um, and I'm not, yeah, I'm really not going to complain or, or moan too much about it. But um, for anyone who knows um, this shop, if you've been in there, they've got um, a proper life-size TARDIS replica in there or the actual prop I assume from one of the older shows apparently it's the one from the cushion movies although it doesn't look like it to me but it, that it maybe it's been no. repainted but yeah. apparently that's the one it's meant to be yeah so anyways in they've got a sign on there that says no photos mm. without the owner's permission 
So I assumed, rightly or wrongly, that you weren't allowed to take a picture of the TARDIS or have yeah. your picture taken in front of the TARDIS without permission from the owners, which is fair enough. Anyway, I was right at the other end of the right at the other end of the store looking at T-shirts and whatnot, and uh, 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 my wife said to me, "So um, you haven't taken a selfie yet." So I said, that's a very good point. Let's do that. So I turned around, got my phone out, literally like a nanosecond of turning my phone on. All I heard was, oh, 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 no, 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 you, 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 no, no. Oh, my God. I was like, okay. Um, and I I can't remember the lady because it's a couple that own it. And I can't remember mm. the, the lady's name. The, her name escapes me. But uh, yeah, she was like, I'm, I'm very sorry. No, no, no photos. Absolutely no photos in the store whatsoever. And I was right. like. Okay, sorry, I didn't see a sign apart from the TARDIS. And she was like, nope, we've put a sign on the door now. No photos anywhere in the store, strictly prohibited. I was like, wow, that told you. Yeah, I was like, I'm really sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know. Why so, is that, though? Because if you go into the, the their little, they have a little museum there, don't they? You go yeah. through the TARDIS and, yeah. and into like a little museum at the back of the shop. That's right. They've got like props and all sorts of stuff back there. And I remember saying to the guy, oh, I'm assuming there's no photos in here. It's like, oh, no. You can take as many as you like in here. I was thinking, that's really weird. So you can't take any in the shop, which is just stock and not really, you know, but you can't, but you can take as many as you like in the museum. Yeah, it's really it's bizarre. Weird. And I, I really didn't say anything. I was just like, okay, yeah, whatever. Um, but what is it about that shop she doesn't want people to see? Because they've got the most amazing stuff in there. It's really cool, yeah. And I, I oh, it's really cool. Um, but I, I was, I could have said, you know, I, I was thinking of saying like, well, you know, I run a Doctor Who podcast and this is going to go out to like, you know, several thousand people. So chances are they'll see it and they'll be like, wow, that's inside the Who shop's really cool. Let's go and check yeah. it out. But no, it, it, I just left it. I was like, okay, whatever. I just stayed in there for another minute and paid and went. So maybe yeah. she nicked that TARDIS. <laughs> she doesn't want people to know. <laughs> she doesn't. It's, that's really strange. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is bizarre because every other time I've gone in there, they've been totally chilled mainly. It's, I never had anything said, and I've, I'm sure I've taken a photo, like literally just inside the door as well, like in full view of the till, the counter, and everything, and no one said anything. So, I don't know. Maybe they were just brushing up on their policies. Maybe clamping down on it. I was gonna say there yeah. is two guys. See, yeah, I, I know the woman you're talking about, the owner, and um, yeah, I moving <laughs> on. Uh, there is two guys that work there who are really, really nice. They're really, really friendly. I, well, I assume they're still there. They were there the last time I went. Two young guys. Uh, Two young guys, yeah. and they're really, really friendly and nice. Whereas um, the woman, she is nice, but she is a little bit sharp. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I know yeah. when I, last time she served me, somebody opened the door and threw a a, a burger wrapper on the floor for some reason. and I, But I hadn't noticed, so I'd got my back to the door, and I'd put my stuff on the counter. And she just was sat there, just looking straight ahead, and I thought, what's going on? <laughs> I thought she was just like staring straight through me. And I, because I was totally unaware that this thing had happened behind me, but she didn't sort of say, "Oh, just a minute," or anything like that. She just sort of stared for what felt like forever. And then I, in the end, I say, "Is everything all right?" And she was like, "Yeah, just uh, we'll just get that sorted." And it was just—I don't know—it was just the most bizarre thing. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think she's just a bit. Funny. Yes, is it was a bit of a um, bit of a strange one. But like I said, no, not gonna. Hold it against or anything like that. Whatever. It, it is a great shop. Maybe yeah. maybe the people in London just weren't in a very good mood this week because everywhere I went yesterday, everywhere seemed really miserable. Apart from one lady that I spoke to in a hotel chocolate, whatever it's called. Mind you, you would be happy working in a chocolate shop, wouldn't of you? Of course, yeah. <laughs> she was very friendly. You'd be but, happy uh, all the time, yeah. 
Yeah. Apart from that, everyone was miserable. Coolio. Uh, <laughs> you got much, some good stuff. That's yeah, cool. I got some cool little bits. Yeah, not much else really. Um, I was away with work. Was up in Newcastle for a few days, and I was a little bit, uh, a little bit bummed out that I had no Who to watch because normally, um, by Wednesday or Thursday night, I've watched at least a couple of of Doctor Who stories. Mm. Um, but fortunately, the Horror Channel came to my aid. Yeah. So I sat there in a hotel room. I've got my my little take out dinner my chinese browsing through the channels and lo and behold the horror channel serves up silver nemesis so uh, nemesis we haven't done that one have we we'll do that one day so yeah yeah, that was cool so thank you that's really it's really um it's really good that the horror channel are still pumping out the classic stuff because um just when you just you know when you you're in need of watching some who you've got nothing with you Mm. and i wasn't on the network either to get um to go to the bbc store or anything like that and they wouldn't be able to stream it to the TV anyway. But yeah, Horror Channel came to it's, my aid. It's like, a, yeah, I love it because you never know what you're going to get even with the Horror Channel because mm-hmm. it's all out of order. It's like a little sort of lucky dip, isn't it? So you can just literally turn over like, right, who have we got tonight? You know? Yeah. And yeah. Um, I loved that you put a screen grab, didn't you, of, of the Sylvester. And I, I've always wanted to go to that that place. I don't, I don't even know if it's a real, is it like it's like a cafe or outside jazz cafe or something? You know, it just looks so... I, w- I just would yeah. love to see it out there like like they do. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really nice little scene as well. Somebody popped up on Twitter and said, Oh, that's a really nice, really good scene between the Doctor and Ace. And it is a it is a great little conversation they have actually. It is a nice bit. I've yeah. been to the um you know, the the castle, Ar- mm-hmm. Arundel, like that fort they go to. Oh right, yeah. Um, you know, where the, the uh, what's the silver woman? Um the woman in the castle where she's going mad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been to that place. That's a really, really great little place to go. Actually, that little bit by the fort. And okay. I, I dragged my poor partner miles <laughs> trying to find the bit where the TARDIS landed because I was looking for the. There's like a little wooden cross sign that you know. I was thinking, right, I'll know it when I see it. And we kept asking people, "Do you know where this thing is?" Because I'd got the <laughs> dot two location thing out on my phone. Oh, we walked miles trying to find that blimmin' stop. And in the end, I found the stick, but it was right at the top of this hill. Okay. On the, well, not hill, sorry. That's exactly like a mound. And I was thinking, there's no way they dragged the TARDIS prop up there, surely. <laughs> anyway, I had to, because we'd found it, I had to go up and get a picture there. But I'm still not convinced I found the right place. No? Well, I just can't. I was thinking, why would they drag the TARDIS up this blimmin'? Unless it was to get that shot of the... Arundon Castle in the background. I don't know. But anyway, Maybe. I think I found yeah. it. But, but the fort's great. If anyone ever gets a chance to go to Arundel, that little fort is like um, in the middle of a sort of park, from what I remember. It's very, you know, there's no sort of pay to get to it or anything. You can literally just walk up to it and, yeah, it's a great little place. Oh, cool. You like your location sheets, don't you? Yeah, that was a long time ago. It was before I started doing my videos. Otherwise, I would have done a done a location vid there but uh maybe one day i'll go back because um, i would love to go back it just I, I lived in london then and it used to be a lot easier for me to get to these places so not so easy for me now but yeah i would, would love to go back there one day actually to that fort good yeah. stuff we could reenact a bit of silver nemesis couldn't we if we went together oh yeah yeah <laughs> it'd be fun that's on the cards actually yeah we're gonna do what, a location. reenacting silver nemesis no we're gonna go and do a hopefully a location thing yeah, yeah, we are, yeah. At some point this year. Talking at some point this year, um, yeah, I'm still, still thinking about Cardiff, you know. Oh, yeah? Yeah, still. Because are, are we kind of... 
decided that we're, that we're doing that the Cardiff I'm weekend. I'm definitely doing it. Yeah. I've got to. I, I'm absolutely determined to do it. Yeah. yeah. This is for um, the what's it? Is Showmasters, isn't it? Doing Cardiff Comic Con. Cardiff Comic Con. Which, to yeah. be honest with you, the guests aren't that great. Um, for the Cardiff one, I'm a little bit disappointed, especially looking at the Bournemouth one, which is the following week. Like, there's some brilliant people at the Bournemouth one, but I want to go to the Cardiff because I've never done the Doctor Who experience, so I'm going to do that probably on the Saturday, and then I want to do the Cardiff Comic Con on the Sunday. So I'm going to sort of try and cram it all into one weekend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm definitely want to do that. I've got to get Colin. You see, I'm on a mission to get Colin to sign my Regenerations box set because uh, I've got Tom, Peter, and Sylve. So yep. I need to fill that gap in. So, yeah, I'm definitely up for it. I've definitely got to do it. They have added a couple more people since I last looked. Oh, yeah. Nicola Bryant. Or was she there already? No, she's there already, mate. Okay. Um, uh, Jeffrey Beavers. Oh, yeah, he's really nice, actually. Um, mm. I was guessing not Davros. He's um, the, the master, master, isn't he? He's yeah. the crispy master. Yeah, of the course. crispy, yeah. Mm. Um, who else? Was Gemma Redgrave there before? She's there now. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. she's only doing the Saturday, so I probably won't get to meet her. Oh, okay. Yeah, they normally, yeah, they are leaving it very late. They normally announce a load of people a few weeks before. Mm. So we're coming up to that time now. So maybe we'll see a few more. Yeah, Next. I hope so. Yeah. But as I say, if not, we'll, we'll, I've, there's loads of other stuff I want to pack in. I want to go to the diner um, where they did, uh, well, the diner that was in Series 6 and also at the end of um, Hell Bent, wasn't it? That was the same place, I think. So I want to do yeah. that. I want to find that cafe where the Tenth Doctor and Wilf sit oh, yeah. and have their chat. I want us to sit in there and reenact that scene. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. So weekend of fifth uh, and sixth of March. Yes. Come and join Cardiff. us in Cardiff. We'll do the the, the Comic Con thing on the Sunday and the, the experience on the Saturday. Yeah, Cardiff. Here we come. Yay! Radio, let's land it and do the news, buddy. Okay, let's do it. First up, the moth. The moth has been uh, has been awarded a prize. Oh, quite a cool prize. Yeah. Yep. Bagged himself an OBE. Has he really? No less. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So um, he's been presented this for his services to drama. Okay. And though so it was announced on the honors list because they normally leak these nowadays, don't they? Yeah. But I didn't see I didn't see him on this one. I heard nothing about his name beforehand. Um, because uh, you normally do that. Like it used to be a very closely guarded secret, going back a few years. Um, mm. but for some reason these days they always seem to to leak them, and we know what's coming up. Um, uh, so yeah, the moth um uh, was presented by uh, the Prince of Wales, Ooh. uh, at Buckingham Palace. Obviously, I'm looking at a nice picture of him holding up. Holding it up now, it's, it looks very pleased. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's he's got quite a good title that goes with it as well. It makes him an officer of the most excellent order of the British Empire. I actually love that. That's oh, brilliant. Wow, isn't it? that is worth getting to, for that alone. That's that will look amazing on your CV. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, so uh, I think that was. Um, I think this is thoroughly deserved. Yeah, I would say he's um, he's 
uh, in my opinion, one of these guys that never seems to stop working. Just doesn't stop. He does work hard. I mean, yep. yeah, he's got his, you know, haters, if you like, out there, people that bash him. But no, he does work hard. Uh, it's true. And he's done, he's done a lot. I mean, he's done, you know, he's not just done Doctor Who. No, I don't no. know if you ever watched. Did you ever watch Coupling? I know of it. I didn't watch he it. Did. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did, did about four series of that, I think. Um, but I, I was thinking actually more about what he's got coming up this year. Because considering we've got no Doctor Who this year, the moth is going to be working like a dreamer. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at his work schedule just for this year alone, and he's got like 14 episodes of Doctor Who. And is he doing more Sherlock this year? Yeah, I think he's, isn't he working on a Sherlock film Three as well? Sherlock films? I don't mm. know. He's got a lot on this year, considering none of it's going out to next year. But he's, yeah, he's got plenty of work, which is always nice. Yeah, thoroughly deserved, I would say. Yeah. The moth gets an OBE. Well done, Mr. Stephen Boffitt. Yep. Right, other news. Do you remember this um, pinball table that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago? The, it was the 1990s. They did like this Doctor Pinball table, which was very iconic. Yes. Really sort of classic. Had all the doctors on there. Um, and we're not quite sure who the long-haired one is. We think it's Peter Davison. But basically, there was a Kickstarter project uh, to get this pinball table recreated in digital form. Well, it's reached its target um, with three days to go. So it's raised over $56,000. Yeah. Uh, which is um, which is fantastic, actually. And as I said, I think this is, when you see the picture of it, I think it's one of those things. Even if you're not quite sure, I'm talking about it, as soon as you see this picture of the table, you'd be like, "Oh, I have seen that. I know that." Yeah, mm. it's a very iconic thing. So I'm really, really pleased about this actually, because I I will, would love to have this as a digital yep. thing. I think it will be great. And um, they're talking about doing a new version as well, presumably. A digital version, which is going to feature the new doctors, yeah, like so like a current version as well. So that's great. I think they've they've reopened it to to you know to get funds for for the rest of it, and um, basically that money has uh, secured the rights they needed, I assume, and stuff like that. So that's right. Yep. Um, so yeah, this is really good. I'm really really pleased about this. Um, it seems to have gathered pace quite quickly as well, doesn't it? Yeah, because when we when we spoke about it, I think it was two episodes ago. Yeah. Um, it was only at something like. 20% of its target. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Something like that. And it seems to have just rocketed through. So if we've helped that in some way, then that's a good thing because I, I, I certainly backed it. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting a copy of it whenever it comes out later on in the year. Um, but if any of our listeners went on and, and backed it or because we, we put it on Twitter as well. and Yeah. So, yeah, it's really, really good. I can't wait to play it. And um, it's also the sound effects as well. They've They've recaptured all of the original sound files from the because i know we've spoken about how good the picture looks and mm. and all that stuff but i think the old retro sound effects of music are really good as well so yeah really good stuff and um if they do a, a, another did you say they've redone it for the the newer doctors like modern they're gonna do like an, they're hoping to do another um another one so that they intend to develop a modern version of the table as well um featuring new doctors and new material so I think, yeah, they've they've obviously sort of thought thought this through, but presumably they'll get the classic one up and running first, and then follow on from there. But yeah, Excellent. it's good. Yeah, can't wait for that. I'll be getting it. Good stuff. Even uh, though I'm rubbish at games. Even. <laughs> well, pinball's not too taxing. Is no, it? that's not. Honest. I think I can handle pinball. Yeah. Last lap in the news. Uh, series ten is underway. Yeah. Which is quite exciting um, because it's always. We always feel like we're slipping into the dark times when we don't have any Doctor mm -hmm. Who stuff going on because um, for any Star Wars fans out there, 
who are old enough um, to uh, to be around between Return of the Jedi and The Phantom Menace. There's many years of just, you know, zero stuff coming out officially. And uh, when there's no Doctor Who announced for quite some time, it does feel like you're slipping into that black hole of like, where, where's, nothing's happening, what's going on? Mm. But fortunately, um, series uh, filming um, has, uh, uh, has, has uh, started up sort of pre-production and all that stuff. Um, and I think the principal filming, like with the main actors and everything like that, uh, kicks off in May. Right, yeah. So I think all the pre-production stuff is going on at the moment. Um, and they still they still haven't decided on who's going to be the new companion yet. So no. I'm not sure if that's because all that stuff is still to be worked out and needs to be written. I don't know, they need to get themselves in gear, don't they? I mean, if we're talking May, I suppose they've got a couple of months. Um, well, they haven't even yeah. held auditions yet. For Well, I'd just say bring back Chameleon. <laughs> just bring back Chameleon. That, just give him a new quid. battery. Yep. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be well well ready to go. Yeah. Um, I noticed they've added another bit of workload to the moth as well because he was he's now doing the 2017 Christmas special as well, isn't he? Yes. Yep. So that will then take us into 2018 and obviously Chibnall taking over. And, which, um, it's weird. When they were talking about this a few weeks ago, there's a lot of speculation about that, wasn't it? It was like, oh, we only will there not be a Christmas special that year then? And so now they've decided there will be and the Moth's writing it. Yes. So yep. that will obviously form, that that will be his last episode then. His very last. The Christmas special um, next year. Yes. And if our gut feeling is right, that will also be... Capaldi bowing out then at Christmas. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. It would be, like we said, um, it would be nice really for Capaldi to stay on for at least, well, well just for that first episode really of the new Chibnall stuff mm. before we see a new Doctor just to um, to change it up a bit. I think we, I think I mentioned like with the Doctor Who movie where we had Sylve in for a little bit and then he regenerated into McGann. Yeah, yeah. So I something know. like that would be good rather than just a you know, a big climatic, you know, exit and then we have a new doctor. I I just think they should maybe carry Capaldi through just a little bit. But I think by that time he would have done what, three series? And yeah, that'll be his third series, won't it? Yeah. So that's about average for an actor playing the doctor. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, we're only speculating. We don't know what they've got up their sleeve, do we? Anything can happen, I suppose. But um, yeah, it would. I, I think a lot of us would love to see just how a different writer takes on Capaldi's Doctor, you know, um, to see how he writes it. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'm pretty sure by that time, 2018, Peter Capaldi will want to move on to other things, I would assume. I don't know. Um, yes. And we've got, yep. what have we got to fill in the time between then? We've got class... Class. Coming out later yeah. in the year, which I know there isn't a great buzz for, but you never know. It might take us by surprise. I was thinking the other day, actually, I would have loved it if they'd have if they'd have thought, right, there's no Doctor Who this year, it's going next year. I would have loved it if we'd have got, like, some new Torchwood. Like, even if it, it was a couple of specials, like Sherlock or something, I would just would love to have seen some new Torchwood filling in the gap this yeah. year. Yeah, that would have been great, actually. Yeah. I mean, I just We've got some big finish, Torchwood, but a, a series would have been great. It would have been. And I mean, it's just such a shame that the, they killed off so much of the cast. Because um, I was thinking that the other day, you know, there's not many left. 
But but uh, yeah, I would have loved to have seen a bit of Torchwood. As I said, even some specials, so I think would have been fantastic. But um, I, I've not heard the Big Finish stuff. I hear it's really good. I've heard really, really good stuff about it. Yep. Um, so I will pick those up at some point. But yeah, it's not quite the same as having it on the TV, is it? No. I think I no. might start doing a Torchwood rewatch, actually. I haven't, I haven't watched it for a while, so maybe I'll just fill in my time with that. Snap. That's a good idea. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. News, news. I think I'm going to do that. Uh, do there for news. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Adam, my good fellow. So let's uh, talking to Chibnall. Talking to talking to Chibnall. Talking to Chibnall. What are we doing um, this week, buddy? This week we are revisiting the tenth Doctor story written by Chris Chibnall, which is forty two. Distress signal. Clocking on. Now that is hot. Can't stand the heat. Ship's going mad. Who are you? I'm the Doctor. It's brilliant. Oh, I know. I'll save you. It's your fault. What are you? Doctor! We're stuck here. Ooh. Ooh. Action-packed. Yes, lots of shouting. <laughs> lots, lots of shouting in this episode. Yeah, lots of shouting and lots of uh, running around from A to B, back to yeah. B to C. It's very confined, isn't it? It's a very claustrophobic one, this. All, all in one setting yep. really i was just actually quickly looking um to see is this chibnall's first script for doctor or did he do some previously um uh i was trying to look while the clip was playing but um i think television writing yeah i think this was his first yes it was it was, was followed it? Okay. by the hungry earth and cold blood oh, a few yeah. years later yes this was his first outing with the doctor Right. Uh, so yeah, back in two thousand and seven, nineteenth of May to be exact. Forty five minutes standard time. Yeah. And Graham then, Harper directing. He's a bit of a stalwart, isn't he? Graham Harper <laughs> in, in direction. Um, how do you mean? That's a compliment, by the way. Stalwart. I always used to think that sounds such a horrible word, but it means um, classic, really. Sort of like you know, well oh, thought right, of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a stalwart. That does sound very derogatory. It's not, unless I've got the word wrong, which wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> but uh, no, it's it mean he's a very uh, prestigious. It's just that I always struggle to say that word. Uh, you know, well thought of director. Oh, okay, yep. Um, <laughs> right. So, <laughs> plot is fairly simple. Uh, the TARDIS. It's one of those. It's one of those really common things. The TARDIS picks up a distress signal. Um, uh, this is funny, actually, because when I was listening to a big Finnish um, story uh, on the train the other day, it was um, it was a Colin Baker story, and it was the one where I'm so we're so bad with names. <laughs> it's the one where he goes. To, oh, it's called the One Doctor. Oh yeah, with Christopher Biggins. Christopher Biggins, yeah, an old oh, one. And um, there was this bit where the Doctor's having a game of Monopoly. Yeah, with Perry at the beginning, and he's really miffed that once again he has to answer a random distress call. He was like, <laughs> "Why does everybody need saving all the time?" Anyway, just made me think of that. So the TARDIS picks up a random distress signal. Uh, they land on this ship, which has got um, for it's got forty two minutes left before it crashes into the sun. 
Mm -hmm. uh, the reason why the ship is there because the captain has been uh, mining uh, the elements from the sun, yeah, whatever, whatever it is. Um, Full, yeah, and as a result of that, um, because that, what she didn't realize is what the sun is that uh, that this sun in the solar system is actually uh, organic, is like alive. Mm. Um, it's what she didn't realize, but um, as a result of mining all of the um, uh, solar energy, I guess, from this sun, uh, it's had enough. So it's possessed one of the people, goes on a bit of a killing rampage. Um, the doctor figures this out, and then, yeah, saves the day. There's a few deaths involved, but yeah, ultimately, and then Martha comes very close to biting the dust. But yeah, mm. ultimately, it's a it's a good good news story at the end, minus the killing. Yes, that's right. I guess a few yeah. of them do get picked off pretty quick, actually, really, and uh, the crew. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, 42. 42. Overall, not bad. It's not bad. Not bad. No, it's not bad. It, it, I think, it, like we said earlier, it gets overlooked. It's one, you know, we often say this, if you put it on the box set, you, it's not one you gravitate towards. Right. Um, I, I was intrigued to watch it just because of Chibnall, and I haven't seen this for a long time, so... Um, obviously with Chibnall taking over, I thought, yeah, let's go back and watch some of his stuff and see what we might be in for. Um, one yeah. thing I will say about this episode is it's definitely got potential and it's definitely got some great stuff in there. Um, I, whether it's fully realised, I'm not so sure. Um, but it's got some good bits in there. And I do I do think overall it's pretty good. I did. I still think it's a good episode. But I don't know, it's also got some short fall-ins, which we'll go into a bit, so... Yeah, liked it, but I don't think it's great. Oh, okay. Um, I quite it's liked it. It's not a it. classic. I quite yeah. liked it. Um, I quite liked it for the um, for the suspense and the build-up. Mm. Um, it's uh, because it's got this countdown timer constantly in the background. And it's more yeah. or less in real time, isn't it? So the episode's... Yeah, more or less. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, not quite. It does yeah. jump a little bit. It jumps from like 40-something down to like 36 quite quickly or something like mm -hmm. that. But it, yeah, it is relatively in, in real time. But I like that constant pressure and it's got like a build-up to it and people are dying and Martha's trapped and then the Doctor gets possessed himself. And so it's got a really big... I can see why Chris Chibnall would have um, uh, wrote it this way because everything does build up and build up. But then the ending isn't that great to me. So I didn't really find the ending particularly great. The ending just is strange because it just wraps up. It's yeah. like really, really quick wrap up, and we're off. Bye. It's a yeah. It's a really. I think actually that's yeah. You've hit the nail on the head there because it's there's some great stuff in this episode, and then yeah, you get to the end, and it's so flat that it kind of when it finishes, it it leaves you feeling underwhelmed. I think. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, I think you're right. It is mainly just the ending. It's just like oh, is that it then? Yeah, because mm. considering there's such a big build-up and is very mm. suspenseful and it's you know all building stuff at the end, I was just expecting a much bigger climax. But yeah, yeah. One thing I because as I said, I hadn't watched this for a while, and in my memory, I remember it being quite slow. I remember thinking that um, the, the first five minutes was like lots of action and stuff, and then I sort of remember the rest of the episode being really slow and padded out. Which actually, rewatching this again last night. Um, it's actually all go, isn't it? Pretty much. It's it's mm -hmm. nothing like I remembered it at all. It's actually really quite on the go. It's sort of action from the from the get go. Um, as I said, there's a lot of shouting in it. It's one of the things I thought. If anything, it could have done with a few bits where it just took time to breathe. 
because it is just full on this episode isn't it it's just lots of running around lots of shouting lots of you know there is some good action bits but but there's no time to breathe in the episode and and there's no time to get to know the characters particularly yes there is a lot of running around and shouting Mm. um but yeah i think it's just i i think i'm the same i remember it being a bit slower yeah but it does move at quite a fast pace and um yeah it is a little bit like because we've doctor who has suffered quite a lot with this especially in some of the newer stuff where the um support cast we haven't got to know them well enough and Mm. we haven't got any character building so when they die we just don't care exactly you know there's not enough investment in the in the supporting characters so it, it does suffer from that a little bit um the only character that they really sort of built upon more than anyone was the the captain uh was it michelle collins michelle collins yeah yeah from eastenders fame um, fame mcdonald yeah mcdonald i mean yeah. and uh yeah so we don't really just we don't really get i mean we know that she's ultimately responsible for this because we find out that she's the reason why the ship is there mining um the uh the solar rays what is it they're mining because they did tell us in the episode, and I cannot remember for the life yeah. of me what it is anyway. So she's responsible. So we find out a bit about that. And also the first crew member that's possessed is her husband. And we get a little bit of a a little bit of a strange, like, hmm, what's she up to? Because while he's possessed, he's like, it's your fault. It's your fault. So we get a little bit of character building there with her. But the rest of the crew is pretty much, yeah, they're just your bog standard run of the mill crew members to be pipped off yeah um i will say as we're talking about the crew i i think the actors themselves are actually fairly decent i don't think the acting's bad i just think that the characters aren't fleshed out if you know what i mean so uh, when when we say for example yeah the crew are rubbish in this i don't think it's down to the acting because i was sort of watching that quite a bit yesterday thinking actually you know the people in this the cast actually doing quite a good job but but they're not fleshed out enough in terms of the characters. So like you said, we don't really care when they get picked off particularly. Um, I mean, I must admit, I don't know if I was half asleep, but I didn't even realise that was her husband um, until it was actually said very explicitly, that's my husband. You know, I, I didn't even, that just went over my head because I think he, he gets sort of killed quite quickly towards the start, doesn't he? Yeah. The, the husband guy. Well, So I didn't even realise that. I just thought he was just a member of the crew and, you know, so there was no connection there between him, her and him that I felt, felt, oh no, her husband, you know. Yeah, well he gets killed and he comes back, what, twice? Twice, yeah. Just can't think, get rid yeah. of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think, yeah, so story-wise, mm. um, it's got potential, like you say. Um, I thought the writing was very good, actually. The actual dialogue and stuff, I thought that was pretty good. Um, yeah. From Chibnall. Um, I think it just... I think it's one of those episodes that just lacks something. It lacks a little bit of, well, in my opinion, it lacks a little bit of um, character work and and it's a bit of a lame ending. Yeah. Um, I mean, because the actual, the, the, when they're possessed and yeah. they put on the, the, the sort of space, well, no, what is it? It's like a welder's helmet type thing, isn't it? Yeah. So that they don't kill people with their ray-like eyes. Um <laughs> I actually think that works really well. I, I love the look of the the actual helmet itself because it because it, it's got no sort of eyes or anything. It actually looks quite menacing mm. when it's coming towards you. And the fact that they 
open the eyelids up to you know to kill people it's got it's, it's, it's a good yeah i just i like the concept of it yeah so i think there are some good creepy bits to do with that that work really well i just don't think it was quite utilized quite enough because there's a good bit when that guy gets um sort of killed and then he's coming back to life and you just sort of see just his arm moving across the floor oh, right, and, yeah. because yeah. he's sort of stay in you know, it completely still but it's just the arm coming back to life and you think oh and it's just quite a nice little leery moment so if they'd have done a bit more of that I think it could have been good because I was I was thinking could this would this have benefited from being a two-parter and to be honest with you I don't think it would have because there's not enough story in there and also it's so claustrophobic being on that one set that I think if we'd have spent any more time there it would have two two episodes would have been too much but it definitely needed a bit more um fleshing out in places yeah I would I agree with that mate I think if we had a two-parter it would have been too slow yeah it would have yeah um and it's it it's quite similar to uh, the Satan Pit. Um, is it? Is it? What's the? Yes, it is. Yeah, it is a little bit. You actually. know, with the Possession, guy that gets. Yeah. yeah. So then that was a two-parter, but I think we had a, we had more time around the supporting characters in that one. Definitely. You know, so that was. I, I know it's a different thing altogether, but it was quite similar in its basic concepts. So maybe you know a two-parter if we had a bit more character stuff going on, possibly. But I think you're right. Yeah, I think any more than that, it would have slowed it down too much. So, um, yeah. Was there any particular characters that you warmed to in this? I mean, there's this sort of strange romance storyline between Martha and one of the guys that kind of goes absolutely nowhere and seems a bit pointless, to be honest. But yeah, you know, did you warm to it? Did you sort of like any of the guys? I mean, there's a bit where they're doing quiz questions, isn't there? Which is sort of, I guess, trying to add a bit of humour into the episode. Um and again, it, I don't know, didn't sort of, I don't know, you could sort of imagine if the character was written a bit more funny, a bit funnier, they could have sort of used that bit with the quiz to make him likeable sort of thing. Oh, he's funny. You know, he knows the <laughs> answer. But it kind of like, again, it's um, one of those ideas that doesn't quite come off, I think. Yeah. Because um, what is the quiz question thing about? They're trying to open doors with quiz questions or something? Yeah. Do you know what it is? It's a bit like, um, it's a bit like when you change your password on a computer. Yeah, yeah. And, and they say, like, you, you can't use something basic. And like those security questions as well. So I think what they did was one drunken night, um, they all said, right, let's change the passwords and it'll be, like, personal questions and stuff. Yeah, which is a nice idea. Yeah, I thought that was, that was, um, that was a good um, sort of comic relief for you almost. Because there was some moments like that in his story, actually, where there was some humorous little bits... Um, sort of thrown in there and I thought that was something that wasn't directly in your face like haha this is funny it was like a nice little yeah. sort of moment in the, in the story really and I, I hope that's what we get from Chibnall you know in the new stuff mm. I hope we get that because I, I think you know not, not to, to beat up on Moffat again too much but I think one of the things that um, hasn't been that fantastic in the, the newer stuff is the humour. I think they've tried to be a bit too direct and in your face with it. Yeah. So yeah. I think like um, um and Capaldi's been been great to handle that. He has been really good. He has been really funny at times. But I like that more sort of indirect, you know, sort of include Subtle. really. Yeah. So hopefully Chibnall will bring some of that stuff in. But um yeah. yeah. Uh so what did you think to this little romancy thing then between Martha and Martha and uh what was the what was the character's name? Was it 
Well, this is the thing, you see. I couldn't tell you any... I mean, I know we are bad with names anyway, but I genuinely couldn't tell you any of the characters' names in this at all because it's so full-on, high-octane. It, it doesn't stop at all. So I never really get a chance to get, know anybody that's in it. And I couldn't tell you any of their names, to be honest. Right, yeah. Um, mm. Riley. Riley, is it? Riley, yes. Yeah. Played by William Ash. Mm. Um, yeah, so they spend most of the episode together, really. They go off to try and get through all the doors with the security questions and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they do have, like, this little, are they, won't they, will they, won't they? Moment. Yeah. Um, and he does get a nice little peck at the end. But um, yeah. I thought his character was quite good. I thought I, I, I liked him. He had, um, mm. again, like I just said, he was had, like, a funny couple of one-liners. And, yeah, you didn't, he wasn't a fan. I, th- I thought he was all right. I, I just can't even. It just didn't really register with me at all, to be honest with you. I because I love that scene. I think that that bit where they they get in the escape capsule and it gets jettisoned and they're going towards the planet about to burn up. And I, I think that's brilliant because I remember thinking at the time, how the hell are they going to get out of that? Mm-hmm. That's really you know, and it's great. It's brilliantly filmed the way that you know the, the, the doctor's at one window and she's at the other, and it's just slowly drifting towards the yeah i i love that whole bit but i can't remember the characters she's with at all really don't just didn't just didn't even just didn't do anything for me at all really okay yeah but it's a great it's a great moment that I, I love that bit i actually even now can't think how does he get her back he doctor goes outside the spaceship pulls the lever does that bring the capsule back or something yeah it remagnetizes the, oh, the yeah. ship so yeah why would they put that switch on the outside? It would have been would have been so much easier if it had been inside the spaceship. <laughs> you can't. Of course, <laughs> we could say that about every story. Can I know it does seem crazy, doesn't it? Well, where where shall we put this very important switch? Yeah. I know we'll put it on the outside of the spaceship. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, that was um. Mind you, having said that, I didn't actually mind that that bit in the story because it would have been all too easy to just get the sonic screwdriver and jam yeah, it into yeah. a bunch of cables, and all of a sudden it's fixed. And, true, true, so, true. And it was, um, and it was uh, a good scene with the Doctor suiting up in the orange spacesuit and getting ready to go out. And it, yes, it was quite good actually. I agree. I'm trying not to talk too much about Tenant because I want to save it up till till we actually get to speak about the Doctor later. But but I agree with you. Yeah, it does give us a great scene and uh, Tenant. Yeah, rocking that slightly different orange spacesuit, isn't it? Slightly, slightly different. Yeah, yeah. What you, any other supporting cast members that floated your boat or didn't or whatever? Well, Michelle Collins, um, I will say, is better than I remember, surprisingly. I thought she, I just don't remember thinking she was that good when I first watched this all those years ago. What year did you say it was? Uh, 2007. Oh, Um Yeah, uh, she didn't do anything for me the first time I watched this because I remember thinking, maybe because I'm not a fan of the soaps and perhaps I just thought, oh, it's Michelle Connage. But actually, when I watched this again, I actually thought she gives a fairly decent performance, I thought. Um, she's actually, okay. yeah, I would say she's good in it. She's She's not over the top. She's quite gritty. Um, she's yeah. intense, isn't she, without being pantomime? Definitely. Yeah. yeah, she was much better than I remembered. I actually thought she was quite quite decent in it, yeah. Yeah. She was good, actually. I didn't mind Michelle Collins in this. Much no. better. I'm not into soaps either, but I remember years ago, my my uh, parents watching EastEnders and stuff, and I remember seeing her in it, mm. but not really paying much attention. I thought, yeah. But, yeah, she was good. 
Yeah, I think in my memory, I was thinking, oh, she's. I remember just sort of being quite gobby and mouthy, and I thought, oh, and yes. I always get turned yeah. off by characters like that. But she isn't actually. She's just very strong uh, in terms of she's. You know, she's quite in control, and and it's a good bit at the end when she sort of tricks the husband. Who's, who's obviously possessed into into walking into the capsule? Because as I said, I'd forgotten all of this, so was, you know I couldn't see what was coming. I probably should have done, but you know the bit where he she sort of you think she's hiding from him, but actually she's just trying to get him yeah. to walk into the capsule so that she can jettison it and they can both die. Mm-hmm. So basically to get rid of him. So yeah, I actually thought she was fairly decent in this. Yeah, yeah, it was a, a little ploy, which was um. She sacrificed herself, really. Yeah. Which um, kind of comes full circle, I suppose. It's her fault that everyone's dying and everything. So, But is it, though? Because I get thinking, she's getting the blame for everything. This is your fault. Well, it but, is her uh, fault, She didn't isn't it? know that this thing was alive. It's not like she's done it on purpose. It's a bit like, you know, I just uh, I, I didn't quite get that. I was thinking, she's getting, a, she's getting all the flack here. But well, she didn't know it was, she didn't know that they would. Yeah, well, it's, this planet. It's indirectly her fault. I suppose so. She does yeah. say there is a throwaway line about, oh, we don't have time to check these things or something. And I thought, okay, so that, that kind of insinuates she could have checked, but yeah. she didn't. So that, that kind of makes it her fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which actually I, I kind of like because that's very true to life, isn't there? So many things in real life that happen because. People don't, in inverted brackets, have the time. So I quite like that because that kind of rings true to me, like, you know, um, that they could have checked, but they just didn't because they just want to get on and make money or whatever. Yeah. 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 Uh, other supporting cast, not really anything else to shout about. We had the Doctor. Um, Francine, she gets fried fairly early on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we had the other crew member as well. The uh, She got fried quite early on. Yeah, they get picked off pretty quick at yeah. the start, don't they? And we had the mechanic guy. Um, Is that the bold guy? Yeah, Vash. Uh, no, what's his name? That goes on for quite a while, actually. It's quite a gruesome death, the bold guy. Because I think, you know, they like he gets the sort of steam coming from his oh, head. Yeah. The other yeah. part. So I was thinking, this is it's quite gruesome, actually, because it's not, it's not over within seconds. It seems to go on for ages. But he's just sort of yeah. going, ah, screaming with the, with the, you know, with the pain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he wasn't anything too nuts to shout home about. No. Um, and then we had the other guy who was more, I don't know what the other guy did. He was just, he was like a mechanic stroke, technical stroke guy, crew member guy. Is that the bearded guy? Yeah, he survives at the end with Riley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I recognise him from other stuff. I don't know the actor's name, but I've seen him in other things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was okay. So supporting cast, not too bad. Well, we've we've absolutely seen worse. Oh, good. oh yes. So these were pretty good, actually. I can't complain too much. Um, yeah. So Martha. Martha, Martha. Jones. <laughs> what Martha did you think Jones. to um, to I, my before you kick off? I can see you've got a frown there. There's something coming. <laughs> Um, my my biggest thing with Martha is I quite like Martha. Mm. My biggest thing, though, is that I think Freema just isn't at her best in Doctor Who. Right, okay. Um, some of the other things that I've seen her in, she did. She was in this courthouse oh, yeah. uh, drama, and she was very good in that. She gave up Torchwood to do that, didn't she? Yeah, and there was something else I saw her in as well, and she was really good. I just think that she's not at... I'm, I don't know what it is. I just can't... 
like in terms of her performance or acting and stuff, she definitely gives her all. Mm. She's definitely into it, but I just can't. She's just not doesn't do it for me in terms of, you know, acting prowess. It just doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, and and I find that a lot with most of the Martha episodes. Okay, um, I, I actually really like her when she's not like as a regular. Like so, when she came back for the end of time. All right, and yeah. those sorts of things. Um, yeah, I quite like her in in that. But yeah, what do you think to Martha in this then? Well, you, you just said you spotted my frown there, which <laughs> when we first started doing these podcasts, you wouldn't have been able to see because we never used to have the cameras on. But um, <laughs> no, the thing is, the reason I got a frown is because Martha comes in for a lot of stick, I think. And I'm normally one of those people that stands up for her. I actually quite like Martha as the yep. companion. Um, but the frown is there because in <laughs> this, I actually didn't think she was that good. And I'm starting to think maybe I should go back and watch some more. And yep. maybe I'll start seeing why people don't think she's a good companion. Because I've always thought she was good, like in, in um, Human Nature and that. I just thought she was great. I, I'm, You know, I always sort of stick up for Martha. But yeah, I don't know why. In this episode, she didn't really do it for me. I felt she was giving a bit too much of a over-the-top performance. Um, right. Yeah, I just didn't think she was that good in it. And the scenes where she's talking to her mum just go on for far far too long like when she's yeah. doing the whole can you look up the answer to this thing for me and i was thinking oh get on with it and the less said about the mum yeah. the better because whereas um whereas donna's family are likable and believable i just find martha's family really irritating and rubbish because oh, okay. <laughs> i yeah. don't think the mum's a particularly good actress to be honest i, I think she's really she just i just don't find her very believable uh, you know so yeah I, well, i'm not i don't know something about martha just doesn't really work for me in this in this story and i don't know what it is i just yeah like you find that she's not really that believable in it somehow hmm. yeah I, I know what you mean um she and it's that whole scene with her mum as well doesn't really help i can see no. why it's there because aren't they trying to track down the doctor isn't it um this is the whole master uh, thing is that right you know he's yeah saxon yeah. isn't it saxon's listening in and, and all that sort of stuff yeah yeah so i understand why it's there but it didn't need the additional scene at the end you know we have early on in the episode when she rings her mum yeah and we have that then we have another one almost completely identical uh those two scenes i just didn't think we needed both of them in there yeah i know what you mean i think yeah the ending is just rubbish i just yeah. remember thought well what was that about um, I guess because it does follow into that overriding arc of yep. the whole story, you know, that series. But yeah, yeah. no, I don't know. Freema, I, 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 I do like Freema, but maybe I'm going to have to go back and watch some more of her because um, she certainly wasn't as good in this as I thought she was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't mind Freema. I, I, like I said, I don't mind Martha as the companion. She's okay. Mm. Um, I just can't. I mean, there was... I thought she was quite good at that that point where they're in the escape pod. Yeah, that's the best bit, I think. Yeah, I mean it's a great scene in the in the episode anyway, but I th I think she's quite good in that. She's quite she's quite good where she's obviously really like, you know, crapping herself. Um, yeah. and you can see the doctor it's really good at how it's cut together where the doctor He's like, he's screaming through the window, like, I'll save you. She's like, what? Yeah, and when you cut yeah. to Martha, it's just silent and you can't hear him. So that whole bit in the story was great. And I thought, yeah, she was good in there. But the rest of it was a bit fluffy for me. 
I think what it is is I like Martha when she's not so um, shouty and you know and all that. And in this, she has to sort of scream and shout a lot. Right. And I like it more when she's actually because, like as I said, I don't, just going back to human nature again. That whole I like it when Martha's being clever and and that sort of stuff. You know, yeah. sussing things out and a more toned down performance. And in this one, she's given quite a lot of running around to do. And we've got to get this done. And it, I don't know. She sort of goes a bit over the top for me. Um, so I prefer sort of quieter, more controlled Martha than hysterical, oh my God, I'm going to die, I must phone my mum now, and all that sort of Martha. Yeah. <laughs> well, she must have done a fairly good job because the Doctor gives her a key to the TARDIS at the end. Yeah. So she couldn't have been done in the Doctor's eyes anyway. She didn't do that bad. No, it's a nice little moment there, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So Martha wasn't too bad. She's okay. She okay. Uh, Mr. Tennant. Mr. Ah, Tennant. Yes. The Doctor. What did you reckon to old Tennant in this one? Right. Well, I thought David Tennant was fantastic oh, in this episode. I'm glad you said that. Yep. I, I actually, you might be a bit surprised by my score um, because of what I've said about this so far. But right. the reason for my score, which we'll go on to later, is that David Tennant is fantastic in this episode. And, well, I mean, he is good anyway, but I was watching quite closely to see how Chibnall wrote The Doctor. Yeah because of what what we're going to be in for. So I was sort of watching it perhaps a bit more closely than I would be, just to see how he tackled writing the Doctor. Um, he's given great lines for a start. There's some good chirpy one-liners. And the bit with the possession and everything, um, D- David Tennant does menacing very well. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's so believable when he's like, um, I can't control it. And he's like, <laughs> you know, you will burn with me. And I, I really yeah. thought, Considering some of the other bits of the, the the story are a bit flat, I actually thought David Tennant is giving everything in this, and he's really bringing the episode up for me. Um, Great, yeah, cool. I think he's I think he really shines in this one, and it, once again a lot more than I thought. I don't remember thinking like watching this the first time around thinking god blimey david tennant's a great doctor i didn't remember thinking he was so good in it yeah. um the first time I watched it watching it yesterday he's he's brilliant in it i think really really good yeah i totally agree mate i'm glad you said that because I, I thought that was like one of the best bits of the ep- of the episode was his performance he really brings it up yeah and like you i'd forgotten as well i think as i mentioned last week i've only seen this one once or twice tops, and when I watched it, I'm afterwards thinking, flipping hell, David Tennant like smashed. He really smashed it in this one. Yeah, I um, think so. Yeah. And it's a really good chunk of David Tennant to watch actually, because um, he's really good in this. He's very, very good as well in the next two, um, Human Nature and the Family of Blood. Yeah. Um, we don't see him too much in the one after that, Blink, even though that's a great episode. Oh, Blink, yeah. And then the one after that, Utopia, he's really good in that as well. Yeah. So there's like five or six episodes here, a chunk of Doctor Who, where if you want to see Tennant at his best, then check out these this chunk of time in Series 3. Mm. Um, really, really good. But I thought he brought everything to the table in this one for me, so he was really funny at times. He was yeah. quite... Um, he was quite uh, uh, sort of very cautious and, you know, you can see like the cogs were turning at some point where he was trying to figure out. And while he didn't know what was going on 100%, you could tell that he really cares about Martha as well at this point because mm. there was a couple of times when when the other crew members couldn't really hear him. He was he made it very, you know, clear to Martha. He was like, you know, be careful because, you know. And she was like, yeah, yeah, well, well. Mm. Um, and then you had, so he had this like emotional side to him. And then, and this funny side, then he had this really, 
um, just absolutely desperate to save everybody, you know, because there was a couple of times where the other crew members' spirits were like really rock bottom. Morale was really yeah. low. He's like, oh, come on, where's your spirit and all that? So he's desperate to get everybody perked up and, you know, and save the day. And then those other bits as well where he's possessed and he's trying to fight it and stuff like that. You know, that doesn't come, you know, that that's that kind of acting is, you know, it's just super, super, mm. super stuff to watch. And you think to yourself, you know, that is just, you know, that is him absolutely 100% inside the character's head at that point. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely, yeah. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah, no, I agree with you because if someone's not acting well or they're slightly off point, you, you pick up on it straight away. Yeah. And I think if you're sat there watching it, just engaged in it, you know they're doing something right. And as I say, I was watching quite carefully yesterday because I was intrigued um, to see how how he was written. Um, and yeah, I, I just thought he was bang on. I was mm-hmm. really not surprised because I always like Tennant, but there are stories where I think, I think we've said before, where you do feel he's a little bit going through the numbers. You sort of think, well, he's comfortable enough now. He's kind of just, you know, going going through the motions a little bit. But in this, I think he's given a lot, especially when he's possessed and that. He's yeah. properly going for it. Yeah. So yeah, I really, really thought he was good in this. Very yeah. impressed with, with Tennant. And and actually just to just to go back to Chibnall, I think he gives Tennant some really nice lines. I I was just looking through my notes because I thought I'd made some notes of them, but I haven't. Um but there were a couple of really nice little humorous moments in this and yeah. they amazingly don't get lost in between the shouting because they could have quite easily got lost between the shouting but but there are some nice little bits from the doctor in this so that's quite promising in terms of uh how chibnall writes the doctor i think yeah as in like here comes the sun and those <laughs> yeah. nice little notes that you don't really uh, i'm assuming not everyone picks up on but they're really nicely written little bits mm. and that's a good point actually chibnall did give him some great stuff to work with yeah um because it must have been like uh quite intimidating for the for him to read that script and think right at first glance it looks like we're just going to be on this spaceship run of the mill save the crew you know do the off mm. but then there's quite a range of emotions and then there's that whole possession scene and he's got a, so yeah for tenant to actually read that script and words and put it into a, a living breathing performance is a testament to his acting really he's so good in this one i must admit i very naively thought when i first watched this that he, they, there was a bit of a moment where I thought, he's, he's not going to regenerate, is he? I know that sounds silly now, but at the time, I just wondered because cause that bit where he's, um, you know, possessed and, and all oh. that, and he does actually say there's something that happens and all this, and it, it was quite a big build up, you know, and it's quite horrific, really, when he's screaming out loud and it's coming out of his eyes, all that stuff. And I do remember the first time I watched this, as I said, very naively thinking, no, he's not actually going to regenerate, surely. <laughs> <laughs> Which I know sounds crazy now. But yeah, it's I, a nice I did li- think that at the time. I do remember thinking that. Yeah, it's a nice little include, though. I yeah, think that's is, the bit yeah. where they're trying to get him into the stasis chamber to freeze it out of him. Yeah. And he's it. like, there's something that happens to me just before I'm about to die or something. Yeah, so that, and maybe, it, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's like midway through the series. We know he's not going to regenerate, but mm. it's still so well done that you, it does your mind has to just take a quick split seconds, like, really? No, 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 it's my fault. But yeah, I know and also you you've got to remember yeah. back then, sort of watching this with the first time it aired as well, things were quite unpredictable back then with Russell. Because if you think about, okay, when, when Chris left and regenerated to Tenant, 
it was pretty much kept under wraps. I mean, we all knew Chris was only doing one series, but it was still quite a surprise that he regenerated at the end of um, Parting of the Ways. Yeah. And also I'm thinking, do you remember when the Doctor gets shot by the Dalek and starts regenerating and is it Stolen Earth or something like that? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. there were things when you thought, no, really? Have they managed to, you know, is there going to be a regeneration? Have they managed to secretly film? You know, so there were moments like that during the RTD era where you just sort of thought, oh, this, you know, it's unlikely, but this could actually happen. So, yeah. But obviously we know better now. Obviously, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so other than, so I think, yeah, we're in agreement there. Tenant was, yeah, Tenant is uh, fantastic in it. And um, other than that, there's much to say. I mean, I like the the Douglas Adams reference in the tit- in the the title of the episode. Yes, it's quite nice. Um, which uh, um, Chris Chibnall uh, did actually say at some point after this went out that uh, that was completely intentional, even though it ties in with the almost real timeness of the episode, which is quite good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, all in all, um, what do we think? Scores. Well, all in all, and just before we go on to score, one thing I would just, one big note that I made on this actually is how fantastic the episode looks. It is visually brilliant. Right. Okay. Yep. It is so full of color. And yeah, I just, I think visually it's a fantastic looking episode. Um, and, and the CGI still pretty much stands up really, really well, um, I think, in this. So I was quite impressed with that. I was a little bit unimpressed with the direction. Um, considering it's Graham Harper, it was a little bit flat at times. I thought, yes, it was. I think, I think intentionally so. Yeah, I think yeah, because it's quite confined, like we said, and it's, yeah, and it's quite um, uh, quite simplistic in its story. I think it's focused more around what the characters are going through, mm. and even though it's quite action packed, there's a lot of running and shouting and going on. I think it's more focused on the characters in frame and. You know, it's very quite an emotional story. So, um, so do just before we do the scores, I can't remember whose whose turn is it to go first. Um, I think it's me. I think it's you. Just yeah. before you give your score, would you say this is an underrated episode? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I would say so. Yeah. So I'm going to give this a seven point five. Oh wow. Okay. Um. So am I. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, 7.5, yeah. Wow. I, yeah. I have to reassure everybody, because we've done this quite a few times before. Mm. We absolutely, 100% do not know what score nope. we're going to put down. We, we don't even speak about the episode, do we? Like <laughs> no, we that, don't. That whole seven-day period or yeah. five-day period between when we tell you what we're going to be reviewing and recording it, which is normally on a Thursday, we never speak about the episode at all, do we? No, or even the score. So that's completely coincidental. But yeah, seven point five. Um, I was going when before. Funny because before I watched it, I thought I remember this being about a five or a six mm. when I when I first watched it. Same. But when I rewatched it, there's just some little things in there that make it good. The writing is brilliant. I thought that even though the story as a whole is relatively, dare I say it, bland. And you know it's, it's simple, isn't it? it? Very simplistic. It's quite yeah. bland in terms of its concept um, and stuff like that. But Tennant's performance and the script just bring it up, mm. you know, a, a little bit for me from what I remember. So yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. And I, I would say I think if it had just had a better ending, of course, um, yeah. yeah, and yeah, just a couple of little tweaks, I think this could have been 
definitely, you know, much higher. It could have easily been one of those episodes that, you know, you think of as a classic. Yeah. Um, it just there's just one or two little bits that just let it down slightly. But yeah, mainly the ending. It just just gets wrapped up, doesn't it? And then they're off. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um... yeah. It's, it's a bit of a shame, really, because there's some good stuff in it. Yes. Uh, what did you guys think? Uh, quickly over on Twitter, Pedro, uh, Pedro the Hoovian, Peter Adamson says, a, a very underrated story, if at times dull. Uh, it gives it a 6.5. 6.5, okay. Yes, uh, on Facebook. Uh, before we get to Facebook, let's play an audio clip. Um, uh, this is one of our long-term listeners. Um, this is Loopy Lou. Ah, oh, Lou. Hey, guys. So, 42... This seems to be a somewhat underrated episode, but it is one of my favourite 10th Doctor stories, and I'll tell you why. It's got a bit of a classic feel to it. It's compact with no bells and whistles. It's gritty and raw, and there is a real threat there. The enemy within sort of thing, and the Doctor becoming that enemy is really quite frightening. Also, I like how strong Martha is in this episode. The bit where she's freezing him, it's really quite shocking to see the Doctor so vulnerable and truly afraid. But great to see Martha stepping up as a Doctor, a companion and a friend. Great story, 9 out of 10. Excellent. Yeah, thank you very much, Lou. Brilliant, thanks Lou. Uh, Over on Facebook, Lewis Palmer says, uh, Just rewatched this and I think it's an underrated gem. Mm. Uh, It's scary, compelling, exciting and so enjoyable. Everything a story should be. Uh, if I had to pick flaws, I'd say that the Elvis Beatles thing went on a bit too long. I feel like the Doctor should have been more affected after he gets taken over. Uh, his screams of I'm so scared were so powerful, uh, I feel like it should have uh, had a lasting impact like Midnight. Uh, overall, I love this one. Uh, it gets an, uh, easily gets a 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10, okay. Another nine, Good yeah. high score, yeah. Uh, Scott Stearns. Uh, I watched this the other week after Chibnall's announcement. I enjoyed it more than I remembered. Uh, it reminded me that I liked uh, Martha as a companion. Uh, I tend to forget season three, but her family, not so much. There seems <laughs> yeah. to be a lot of uh, deja vu going on there. Tenant, yeah. excellent as always. Nice mix of family issues, pub quizzing, and the sun creatures spouting about villainous pronouncements. Uh, a bit formulaic, formulaic uh, with lots of running, but still a good episode, 7.5. Mm. Uh, another audio clip. Uh, what's Jay Kent got in store this week? Hello, Gary and Adam. Blimey, is it hot in here or are we just casually plummeting towards the sun? (laughs) Yes, 42. The answer to everything. And I find it very weird as an episode. I mean, it had everything I want from a Doctor Who episode to be good. Original ideas, emotional depth to the Doctor, a nice little scene where all hopes lost, the orange spacesuit. The idea of the sun being sentient I'm in love with, and the little political aspect with the oiling and the mining I thought was cleverly done. This had the formula to make me love an episode, but it falls down tremendously due to one thing. It's too damn slow. It feels like they're trying to take up 42 minutes. I guess it picks up towards the end, but I rarely get that far without wandering off to do something else. It's disappointing, but to that, I'm going to have to give it a 5.5 out of 10. However, if Chibnall knocks off original ideas like this, I'm confident with his place as head writer in his series 11. Hope you're all right and have a good rest of the show. Cheers, Jay. Nice one, Jay. Um, yeah, if Chibnall knocks off any more. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, Back on Facebook, Christopher Law says, uh, it's not one that I would choose to rewatch, but it was actually really pleasantly surprised. Um, But I was actually really pleasantly surprised. I didn't realise how quickly most of the team got killed off Mm. and was quite shocked. Uh, The Doctor is brilliant in this episode and plays Possessed really well. 
Uh, this episode is often dismissed, but I think it is one of those underrated gems. Uh, granted, Martha and O'Donnell are a little bit irritating, but on the whole, a great story, 8 out of 10. Yeah, okay. Lots of people saying it's underrated. I think it is one that, yeah, if you go back and watch it, I think is is better than you remember. Yeah. I think, yeah. George Coppen says, I love the villain in this one, and I feel like this is an episode that gets overlooked a lot of the time. There you go. Uh, the Doctor is scared, and we hardly ever see that. Only downside was I thought the crew weren't that brilliant. Uh, but 8 mm. out of 10. Mm. Sammy Satine, she says, okay, so they took fuel from a living sun, and the sun is enacting its revenge by killing them all. Uh, I must admit the sun is pretty scary, but to be fair, they shouldn't have scooped it out for fuel. You're right, Sammy, they shouldn't. Mm -hmm. uh, also, can I say, David Tennant's acting is superb. I love the red spacesuit. Why do these O'Donnells always have to die? <laughs> I think Abby the nurse um, uh, is Sally Donovan in Sherlock. Oh, could be. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, mm. Good episode. I think this is one of Chris Chibnall's best Doctor episodes. Eight out of ten for David. Yes. Greg Toby. Uh, one of my favourite episodes from Series 3, fast-paced, action-packed, traditional Who, 9 out of 10. Uh, Chris Chibnall, here's to the future. Uh, last thing on Facebook. Is that a Delta, that a Delta quote there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that song at the end. Uh, ben Smith says, it's good, but not great. The villain is creepy and seeing the Doctor possessed is unnerving. However, all the characters are fairly generic and the phone calls get annoying. Uh, it's flatly directed, but the central plot is fairly solid. 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10, okay. Let's finish up with audio. This is from Who Addicts, Matt Rowney. 42 is the definition of an average filler episode. It wasn't good, it wasn't bad, it wasn't fantastic, and it wasn't awful. It was just there. It exists in Series 3, it's part of continuity, it's part of mythology, and that's all, really. There are a few good points. I think the setting of them being on a ship that's hurtling towards the sun, is very close to home and, uh, in a way, quite relatable, uh, I guess, with it being in, in our solar system. And um, I really liked how it was set in real time as well. I think that worked really well with the setting and it kind of built up to a climax. And the Doctor and Martha, I guess, were solid in this. But what I didn't like was the side cast. And, unfortunately, because I didn't like the side cast, I didn't, in turn, like the villain. The side cast were very boring, unlikable, flat, two-dimensional... And I wasn't really bothered about them at all. So when, was it Corbin, um, was, was taken over by the son, I wasn't upset for his wife. I wasn't upset for his friends. And when he was going around chasing them, I wasn't exactly rooting for them. I, I didn't care. And I think when you don't care about the, the villain and the threat and the side characters, I think when you don't care for them, it pretty much takes you out the episode completely. So apart from the Doctor and Martha and the setting, nothing really was going for me in this. So... I guess it's only fair to give this a, a very average 5 out of 10. Cheers, Matt. 5 out of 10. I love the fact we can always hear Matthew's bird in the background, his parrot. His parrot, yeah. It's very, whistling away. It's very funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, cheers, Matt. Um, 5 I'm out of impressed. 10. Yeah. Mm, Semi-impressed, yeah. semi-flat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything over on the Geeks Handbag channel? Geeks Handbag, yeah. We just, just won this week from Callum Johnston, I believe. Why am I never ready these? Days? Yeah, Callum Johnston, who says, probably 
Chibnall's best. I love the fact we just, you know, like Moffat, the Moth, we just called Chibnall. Yeah. <laughs> old Chibbers. Chib- old Chibbers. Yeah. Probably Chibbers' best Who episode, as there's something about it that just brings excitement with the added tension of the Doctor being possessed and there being a race against time aspect. Really like the acting and the monster and the setting. Extras are dull, and Kath was a really annoying character, in my opinion. Uh, Callum is giving it a 7 out of 10. Which one's Kath? Is that oh, Kath McDonald's and Michelle Collins? Michelle Collins, yeah. Yeah, I thought she's all right, but yeah, I agree. I agree with the rest. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Cheers, okay. Callum. Cheers, mate. So I think uh, unanimously, um, people think this is an underrated episode. Yeah, well, I definitely, I would say overlooked. It's just one that gets or sort overlooked. Of about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I said that on the outro on the last episode. We're going to be looking at one of the more overlooked. Mm. stories from series three so it definitely is but if you've got a spare afternoon or a spare couple of hours and you want to check out some tenant that you haven't seen in a while uh, it's definitely worth a watch i wouldn't say it's like highly recommended from the tenant era but it's definitely worth picking off the shelf and give it a watch if you haven't watched it in a while because i certainly appreciate it more so certainly tenant's performance anyway Yes, I'd I'd definitely agree with you there. I think it, like we both said the same thing as well that if we'd have if you'd have asked us about it before we rewatched it, we'd say it was pretty middle of the road, mm-hmm. five or six, and we both sort of gone up to more around the seven eight mark with it after rewatch. So yeah, I'd agree with that. There is one thing that worries me though um, oh, oh. about this. Well, it's just that this this was this was Chibnall's Chibber's first <laughs> script for Doctor Who, yep. which is what I asked about at the beginning. And it does slightly worry me that most of us think that it was his, uh, show me the money. It was, a, but most of us think it was his best. Cause I'm sort of thinking, oh dear. So does that mean he used his best? Like I don't like the thought that he might've run out of steam after his first episode, if he's taken over a showrunner. So really hoping old Chibbers has got some good new fresh ideas up his sleeve. Old Chibbers. Old Chibbers. Yeah. Yes. But, I, yeah. I certainly hope so. It just, yep. yeah, just a little bit. Hmm. next week we're going old school oh we are proper yeah. old school what we're we reviewing next week we're off to bt tower next week aren't we <laughs> um we are we're going to revisit a first doctor story yay hmm. and uh, we're, <laughs> it's going to be the war machines yes. yeah you can't yeah. see it listeners but me and gary are both doing our lapel yeah what do you call it lapel stroking stroking yeah. yeah i was trying to find an appropriate word that didn't sound just plain wrong yes but yeah yeah so yeah we're both doing our heart lapelling um yeah so war machines next week um yeah blimey it it's been a it's been a while since we've done a first doctor story hasn't it i know yeah when did we last do a first doctor wow it was back in wow it wow a long time ago it was back in april of last year no way the time meddler oh my goodness me Definitely time we reviewed a first doctor there. Absolutely, yeah. So that's going to be a call. Uh, it's going to be good. And you're on about your locations earlier. If you want me to take you to the, the uh, what would you call it? What they, Muse, where the war machine battles the doctor, we can go there because it's very, very easy to go to in, in central London. Oh, great. So, yeah. So we're looking forward to that one. Yes, next week. Going back to um, the first doctor, black and white. Black and white. Nothing wrong with that. No. So dig out your DVDs, head over to whatever streaming service, if it's still on there, should I say. I know there's been a bit of hoo-ha about Netflix removing Doctor Who recently and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, if you've got the DVD, dig it out, give it a watch, and we'll look forward to your thoughts next week. And we're going to wrap for there, buddy.
Okay. So that's going to do for episode 77. Seven. There we go. <laughs> Thank you very much for sending in your your thoughts and reviews on 42. Uh, we mostly agree with everything you've said, really. An yeah. overlooked stroke underrated uh, Tenant story. Tenant is fantastic, isn't it? Um, and it's definitely worth a watch if you've not seen it in a long time. Mm. Yeah. Uh, congrats again to the moth. Now... Walking around with that nice little badge. All, I imagine him to sleep with that, you know, like next to it, like just carry it around all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah, all this old thing. Yeah, I've got it, just happened to have it on me. Yeah, showing like, everybody in the street. Yeah. <laughs> Goes into Starbucks and they're like, that'll be like two, two seventy or something. He's like, oh, seen this. That's not, <laughs> Gets okay. out with his change. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've just got some. Oh, there's my OBE there, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be wearing it at signings and conventions, won't he? Hopefully. Oh, I hope so. Well, I would. Yeah. I'd go everywhere with me. There you go. What do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> so, congrats to them off again. And um, yeah, we're looking forward to uh, some Doctor Who pinball as well. Certainly am. Yeah. Which is good stuff. So, next week, we're looking forward to going back to William Hartnell. So, look out on Facebook for the post for that and Twitter and stuff. Uh, so, head over to the website www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. From there, you can check out all of the previous episodes. You can jump over to. Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Give us a follow and a like. And if you listen on iTunes, uh, could you jump over and give us a review? That would be awesome. That really helps us out. Um, even if it's a bad review, we'd like to hear it anyways. Would so we? Just, just, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Ah, right. Any review, anything you want to say, it's fine. Just jump over to iTunes and give us a review. That would be awesome. Remember to check out Adam's channel, The Geek's Handbag. The Geek's Handbag. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're on Facebook and YouTube. Yes, yeah, so I'm everywhere. Yep. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Oh, yeah, Twitter as well, of course. Yeah. yeah. So just do a search for the Geek's Handbag. You will definitely find it. Um, some great, great videos on there. Um, so until next week, my name's Gary. My name's Adam. And remember. Uh, uh, Lottie. Lottie. <laughs>